He's Christian. He's Jimmer. Welcome back to Two Physical Therapists and a Bag of Chips. Bag of patio potato chips. And today we're going to talk about snapping hip syndrome. Snapping hip syndrome. Yeah. That's, it's just fun to say. It is fun. It's, it nice. is. it's like snapping turtle. Snapping hip syndrome is also known as coccyx saltans. Seriously? Apparently. I didn't know that either. Huh. Never heard of that. Uh, it is a condition characterized by a snapping sensation in the hip. Nobody would have guessed that. Nobody would have guessed that. Uh, it's typically caused by uh, muscles and tendons as they move over bony structures around the hip. And there's quite a few of those. There, there are a few. Uh, are you going to mention them all? Well, there's internal, there's external, and then there's intraarticular snapping hip. Ooh. We'll get into all those in a second. They're most common in, uh, in athletes, younger athletes, teens, 20s, dancers. Hurdlers. Hurdlers, yeah. We know a famous hurdler. We do. She had snapping hip syndrome. She, she still does. She it hasn't gone away. No. Yep. The three types. Uh, external is caused by the iliotibial tract sliding over the greater trochanter, which is the bony portion of the outside of your hip. Uh, much more common is internal snapping hip syndrome. This is caused by the iliopsoas sliding over the femoral head. Dude, that doesn't sound good. So deep in the front of your hip, you'll feel that kind of popping over. Uh, that's most of the time. You can also have a more prominent iliopectineal ridge. You can have exostosis of the lesser trochanter. Or you can have iliopsoas bursitis. And the bursa can be inflamed, and that can be causing it as well. The most common form that I'm familiar with is the iliopsoas sliding over the femoral head. That's really what we'll see 90% of the time, at least. Um, we, we see a fair amount of, of, um, of IT band or TFL. Yeah. Um, I usually consider that not snapping hip, though, usually, myself. Right. Snapping but, IT band or... Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, there's the VSI clunk, which, which is, you know, sometimes feels or sounds like it's coming from the hip joint. Yeah. And those are pretty common, too. The other thing you can get with this a lot is, is low back discomfort or a feeling of snapping in your low back. That iliopsoas obviously begins in the lumbar spine, and so you can get discomfort in that low back area. Uh, certainly with, with sprinters and, and track athletes who tend to be a little bit more lordotic, you, you see that a little bit more often there, I think. Uh, intraarticular snapping hip. I don't think I've ever treated a case of that, but it's caused by loose bodies in the hip which is usually due to like a labral tear, so some sort of piece of the labrum has come loose. Most of the time that presents as labral in nature and not, not necessarily a snapping hip stuff as much. No, it's actually more, I've, I've seen a couple of those. It's almost more like when you have a meniscus tear and the knee locks, you actually get hip locking. Like hip locking, sure. Um, and then, you know, there, there might be a pop or, or a click, but there's not as much snapping. It's almost more like a like a, it gets entrapped in a joint and then it just locks up. Yeah. So... Mentally, I don't think of those the same no. way. Snapping no, hip is would not be a snapping, snapping hip. hip is often pain-free. It's just sort of this annoying sensation that you get, particularly when you're going from uh, hip flex to hip extended. So when your knee is kind of bent up and then you you straighten it out, that's most of the time when people experience that. Uh, it's usually just this snapping sensation in and around your hip area. Most people can reproduce it pretty easily. We'll see it a lot in kind of that dead bug position. Someone's lying on their back and they straighten their leg out and they get that, that clunk there. 
It can be aggravated, obviously, by doing that too much or just by uh, activity in general. A lot of the times it's present as a secondary, just interesting finding. And uh, in a lot of those cases, we look at, at, at some postural positioning as well as just length of tissue. Usually your iliopsoas will, will be short. So in the instance of the track star, if that's your lead leg, you're always keeping that really flexed compared to your trail leg, which will be really extended in most cases. And so there's a huge sports-specific discrepancy between the two legs in that, because generally your lead leg is always the same leg. So that's why we see it there. Dancers, same sort of thing. They tend to have a, a, a leg they stand on and the leg that they kick. So again, a pretty big discrepancy in movement patterning and those things. And uh, This isn't kick dancing? Well, I mean, dancers, you know, every dancer has a stable leg and a kicking leg kind of a thing. You know, a leg they, they kick with. They kick. Yeah. Kick I, dance. I feel like at least that's what I hear all the time with the dancers. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not arguing with uh -huh. you. I'm just... I mean, you can certainly see it in, in soccer players, same sort of concept. They tend to be more, you know, right-footed or left-footed or whatever, and they tend to, to overuse that a little bit. That certainly plays a role in that sort of thing. Um, again, the clicking and locking, as Jim already mentioned, is much more indicative of intra-articular stuff. Um, you know, in those cases, they, they may be more symptomatic painfully than, than the more internal version where... You know, pain isn't usually a player, it's just sort of an annoyance that, that, that presents. With physical examination, um, external snapping, sometimes you can see it. You can literally see it sort of snap over that greater trochanter there. Um, you can hear it as well. Um, in most cases, I tend to think of it again more related to, to IT issues and then also just a lot of hip weakness or at least function is not up to like typical in those areas. So a lot of those can be corrected. Um, like glute work usually, hip abduction stuff tends to make a big difference. And then uh, some postural corrections and then some movement patterning, ingraining some movement patterning helps a lot with those individuals. Uh, external snapping hip, you can palpate it, right? You kind of push around there, it's pretty uncomfortable. Um, sometimes you can apply enough pressure and they can move through it and it doesn't snap. You can kind of hold it in place. And then you'll see like tightness in the tensor fascia lata with the Ober test, which I don't do that much. But I think the TFL is one of my favorite muscles. Yeah. It's just cool to say. It is cool to say. It sounds like a Starbucks drink. It also does so many things that don't seem like it should be doing because it's such a small muscle and it affects your knee and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but it's got such a long lever. It does. There's a lot lever? Of, there's a lot of band going on there. Lever. Yeah. Like rod. Labor. Different Rod Labor. Oh, he's a good tennis player. I'm more of a Stan Smith guy. But, you know, Are you really? Well, sneaker-wise. I don't like Rod Labor. Yeah. Uh, internal snapping, testing-wise, uh, most of the times you can reproduce it by moving the hip from flexed uh, and a little bit externally rotated into an extended internally ro rotated position. So if you can work on those muscles, you can basically the same thing, kind of alleviate at some point. A little bit of lengthening, a little bit of strengthening. And then, unfortunately, sometimes if it's really sport-specific and you can't eliminate that task from, from the sport or change it, that may just be something someone deals with as long as it's non-symptomatic. It's a good PNF pattern. That's true. It's yeah. a pain in the butt to do that. Like if you want to do resisted and you do like, like quick twitch plantar flexion. And the whole, it's a lot of work. 
Yeah, for the PT. PT PT yeah. wise, there's a lot of labor. It's a, full, it's a full body maneuver. We don't do that. No, it's too much work. Not, not often. You can I'll, do it on your own at home. <laughs> I'll get you banned on both, yeah. both directions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, generally speaking, stabbing hip is, is sort of a, an interesting finding. I mean, I'd say most people don't come in with painful snapping hip. It's usually just secondary to something else, which is which is good. Well, like you pointed out earlier, right? It's it's yeah, it's something. It's a finding. And then when you ask them, they're like, oh, yeah, it's been doing that for years. You know, no big deal. Mm -hmm. It's good on parties. and. Mm -hmm. Or every time I do crunches or sit-ups or something, I get that sensation as another one that you'll see. Yes, so. another good reason not to do sit-ups. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll continue to push the, the no crunches, no sit-ups program here pretty heavily. Yeah, in, mm -hmm. a, in addition to the non-stretching. and. Yeah, unnecessary. I actually I had a couple climbers that With I saw. Yeah, huh. which makes sense, right? If, you, if you're too yep. leggy and you're climbing, you get you get one. You're doing a lot of heel locks and stuff. Yeah, you know, pushing yeah. up in an awkward position. Yeah, absolutely, that makes sense. But snapping hip, usually not a big deal. Most people either grow out of it or or can train out of it relatively comfortably. I think we're moving on to trivia. Yay! Trivia time! Woohoo! This week's question, what is the youngest country in the world? Official. Recognized. Yes, correct. We had one correct uh, guess, Marianne Dewey. She gave us South Sudan, which became a country on July 9th, 2011. Yeah, and were, I heard some people in the clinic say um, Eswatini, but that's not a new country. That's an old country with a new name. Yes, Swaziland so, became Eswatini. So what we meant was an actual new country. Yes. Yep. South Sudan, uh, way to go, Marianne. We had some good guesses out there. TJ with Kosovo, which is actually the second youngest country, February 18th, 2008. Uh, Tony Korea came up with Jimmerland, which is not yet officially recognized. So we will uh, <laughs> continue to push for that. I, I'm still working on the flag. It's going to be good. That's, it's going to be orange. There's probably going to be a potato chip and a coffee and a beer on it or something. Something like that. It'll be good. This week's question, what is the technical name for a hashtag? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not pound. Yeah, that 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 was my guess. No way to way to shoot that down without me yeah. even having a shot know, at it. I know, people still guess it, which is, which is good, but we get to go to Chip Town. Trader Joe's patio. I, I thought it said potato potato chips. Potato this is patio. Chips. It's it's a very confusing bag because then it says deliciously dull, which turns out to be delicious dill. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you may need to work on your prescription a little bit, Jimmer. No, it's just that's just poor. Look at it; it's poor writing. Uh, okay, okay. Like so vinegar. It's yeah. So patio chips are as if people are familiar with the Canadian style, all dressed up, which means a bag filled with sea salt and vinegar, delicious dill, home style ketchup, smoke and sweet barbecue. So we got four flavors in one bag. And it's a free for all because you can't really tell; they're not marked; they're not. You don't know what you're getting. They have like drawings on the front, but the sea salt and vinegar looks an awful lot like the delicious dill. Well, and and I guess the home style ketchup is ridged, and that might be the only one that's ridged. No, I take that back. They're all ridged. Yeah, the, yeah. the sea salt and vinegar is supposed to have a pipe in its mouth. Well, that's a good but point. That I and seen a sailing that. cap and the home style barbecue. I guess has the dill a, has the green. Has um, a bandana and a mustache. The green stuff on it, which I'm assuming is the dill. Which should be probably dill. Uh, chip tear ratio about thirty five percent, little little on the low side, but I don't know. I'm gonna try this Foley to begin with. 
I'm going to go with this is going to be a barbecue. I think I have dill. No, this is ketchup, which is not good. All Ooh. the flavors are in together. That, that's not a good ketchup. All right, this must be barbecue. I think it's like ketchup. They're all, they're all so far a little bit vinegary. I mean, salt and vinegar well, is vinegar. Ketchup is vinegar. Dill is vinegar. I think that's what happens. Probably gonna have some vinegar. When you have um, when you have vinegar and dill in a bag, it's gonna overpower the rest. They're um, they're good chips because they're they're solid like potatoes. kettle style. Look like they got some skin on the edges, which is nice. They're a little bit ridged. Um, but they're they're solid. They're um, I just there's not one flavor. It's the flavor is definitely flavor. all mixed together. It's yeah. hard to tell. I'm kind of enjoying it. It's sort of fun chip. Really? Yeah. I'm not. No, I don't like barbecue with dill. It really makes you eat it all, though. You gotta try them all here. Remember, you can't tell what you're eating. You can't go like, oh, I really like that one, because then the next one looks different. I know, some are a little darker, some are a little lighter. I can't tell if they're. I don't know. See, I don't mind if my food touches on the plate. Yeah. But I feel that this is just all blended together into one chip. Yeah, it's no all longer just, It's not four separate chips in a bag. So just and they're rusted. They're rusted potatoes, so they're a little darker potato to begin so with. So then just make a make a barbecue dill sea salt vinegar chip. That's kind of what you get here. Oh. I'm disappointed. I like it. I don't love it. I think it's I think it's entertaining. It's like a mouth entertainment. It's like a marching band walking through, and one guy's out of tune a little bit. Uh, 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 uh. I'm not getting marching band. No. Nope. I'm starting to get like uh, like vomit. You're getting vomit. Uh -uh. Yeah. Well, there's no sour cream in here, so. No, I think it's the combination of dill and sea salt. I'm gonna go with a thumb down. You're going thumb down. Yeah. This this is this um I get what they're doing. It's an experiment, and it failed. Not for you. Oh, Reach like in the bag and let fate decide which chip suits your character. I can't tell because they all taste the same. They do. It all sort of runs together. I'm a. I like the chip consistency is really solid. Yeah, but there's lots of chips out there with good chip consistency where I, I can get one flavor. I know. I'm giving it one thumb. I like it. Don't love it. Like I'm it. giving it a thumb too, but it's heading the other direction than yours. I do the downhill thumb. That's pretty good though. Yeah, you could know, be, could be worse. Nice try, Trader Joe. Uh, experiment failed. There we have it. Yeah. Uh, hey, thank uh, you. Before before you end up, um, yep. Quick shout out to uh, to uh, my my mate Christian here. He's uh, having a big old birthday tomorrow. It's gonna thank be. You, uh, I'm not gonna tell people how old you are. That could be uh, the second trivia question. How old do you think Christian is? That's in addition to the um, whatever the pound sign is called. Yeah. Um, Hashtag. Yeah, whatever. Pound yeah. sign. Mm -hmm. uh, but so uh, let me know how old you think Christian or how young you think Christian is. But um, happy birthday, dude. Thank you, um, man. Appreciate it. Have fun. It's good. It's on a uh, Sunday, considering it it's a it's your first COVID birthday. Yeah. Um, they're very... Um, Hopefully my only COVID birthday. Very calm and quiet. Wear your masks. Let's uh, let's get on with it, guys. Let's do this thing. Yeah. It's not let's that hard. Let's get it's out of here. It's not that hard. Surgeons do it all the time. Nurses do it all the time. Dentists do it all the time. Yeah. Put it on. I'm wearing a mask 50 hours a week right now. I'm, lo I'm loving it. 
It's great. I don't think anybody enjoys it. That's that's beside the point. Just do it. Yeah. Let's all get through this together, yeah. and um, we'll move on. And next year we'll go like, hey, remember when we used to wear the mask? Remember that? Why do you have seven ski masks? It's well, that's just I don't know. One for each day of the week. I don't remember anymore. Anyway, yep. Um, everybody out there, stay healthy. Happy birthday, Christian. Thank you very much. And um, I'll let you do the outro. Oh, yes. Thank you for listening today. Next week, we are going to go over lateral shift. If you don't know what it is, stay tuned. It's going to be entertaining. We will review the Old Dutch barbecue flavor. Now, that's good because you know what? One flavor and a bag. One flavor. One flavor and a bag. Keep it simple. If you like today's episode, please tell your friends, follow, review, subscribe. If you want more information on snapping hip syndrome, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. We'll be posting all sorts of interesting things throughout the week. Everything's backlogged there as well. So if you're hearing this in uh, December of 2025, you can always go back and check it out. And then go on about the whole, what was the mask thing about? Yeah, what is this mask thing What was that? That was weird. COVID? If you want more information on Rebound Therapy and Wellness Clinic, head to our website, reboundclinic.com. He's Jimmer, and I'm Christian. Thanks for listening.